listening to The Tech Sphere, Sydney's freshest tech podcast, hosted by Harry and Andrew. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Tech Sphere. This is episode number four. Number four. And my name is Andrew. And I'm Harry. And today's episode, we'll be talking about all things Google. Lots of Google. With Google I.O. That's just, that's just happened. We've also got news on unlimited mobile data plans, because we all love our data, don't we? And um, what kind of jobs do we expect to see in the future? What will continue to exist and what will be gone? So I think the first thing we're going to be talking about is Google I.O. Google I.O., this brand new concept. Yeah, so Google I.O., for those who don't know, is pretty much Google's big conference showing off all the software and stuff that they're going to be you know, releasing over the next couple of years. And I think the first thing that I want to talk about is Google Duplex. Google Duplex? That sounds like a very interesting name. I told Andrew not to actually listen to anything about Google Duplex before yes. we recorded it. I've, I've been in the dark about this and I am very eagerly keen <laughs> to find out what this thing is about. So I think without further ado, let us listen to Google Duplex. Ooh la la. Good evening. Hello? Hello. Hi, um, I'd like to reserve a table for Friday the 3rd. Okay, hold on one moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So, Friday, November 3rd, how many people? For two people. Two people? Yeah. What time? At 5 p.m. Okay. And your name? The first name is Daniel. That's D-A-N-I-E-L. Okay. You're all set. Okay, great. Thanks. We'll see you next Friday. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, so just so you know. Yeah? Anything weird about that, for starters? No, that was just a normal conversation between a customer and a restaurant, right? Yeah, except for the fact that the customer is actually the Google Assistant. Wait, what? That was a Google wait, Assistant. Wait, like... Like Google Home, Google Assistant. Like the voice was... Yes. So there was only, there was a robot... What? And <laughs> the shop. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wait, okay. So, so, so no one was speaking then, like this person called... Okay, so the Google Assistant can now... Well, not now. It will be in the future be able to on your behalf, call a restaurant or whatever and say, okay, I want to make this booking for my for, who you, for yeah, you. Yeah, radio. Oh, my gosh. That is... And, and, and like, that's the voice of it. Yeah. So, they've also introduced, I think, another, like, five different voices. Holy well. moly. That is freaky. I know. That is really cool, though, but that is... And... Whoa. <laughs> oh, okay. I would not have picked that up at all. That was like not a slight bit of like. Oh, okay. So that was one. So there, there is another one, which I'll show you in a moment. Okay. And which doesn't sound quite as good, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's, so obviously that one was a very simple, straightforward kind of thing, but yeah. Google has also um, made it so you can also, the Google assistant can work through slightly more difficult kind of conversations right. so where there may be like just adjustments that need to be made. So, for example, this one. So, how can I help you? Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m., we do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like. What service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. 
That's pretty cool. My mind is absolutely blown right now. <laughs> the fact that it, it contemplates like a human. It's like, um... Yeah, I know. Like, what kind of robot says, um? Because <laughs> I, I think it's really good that Google's gone for the real small details. Because, you yeah. know, they could have just gone for... you know, It sounds very formal and yeah. exact, but they've gone for the informal, you know, the ums, ahs, and all that kind of stuff. It's, and the it's very organic. Yeah. That is insane. My gosh. Like, hmm, I kind of want to have a play with this. I know. So do I. So <laughs> hopefully, I think, look, uh, it's obviously going to be a few years from now before we see anything like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But it's right. pretty cool as a concept. It is. I mean, I can definitely see how... There's going to be different reactions to this from yeah, people. like imagine. Well, I think the fact that you know before I told you, you didn't even know that was a Google Assistant. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that says enough. That says enough, but I think it could it could be also a problem because people may not you know may not like that they're talking to a robot. Yeah, like oh, I I don't even know, and all that kind of stuff. I guess I guess the the word of trust is going to be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, if you don't want to talk to your friend, just get Google Assistant to talk for you. Like, um, yeah. Hey, Harry. Um, yeah. Sorry, I cannot make that today. <laughs> and you're like, I'm no. sorry, but I can't rec- come to the recording today. Can we do it tomorrow at twelve? <laughs> sure, Andrew. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> let's make that one. <laughs> Wow, uh, that is okay. So yeah, that was one of the first of many things that came from Google I/O. I think one of the next really big things is Android P. So the next version of Android, and it actually looks really quite nice. Um, yeah, they've gone for the kind of Apple iPhone X, iOS X kind of look. Yeah, because we all know that Apple always looks best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, they've really redesigned their inter. Um, their user interface yeah um and it looks actually really quite nice perhaps Mm. nice enough for me to change oh really now that's saying something oh (laughs) so yeah they've actually so what they've done is they've actually gotten rid of all the like on-screen buttons for starters so they've kind of just gotten rid of that and they've replaced it with a little line just similar to um ios 10 iphone x similar to iphone yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, um, which is which is really cool. It's definitely a trend we're seeing in smartphone these days. Yeah, less and less buttons. Um, it'll be interesting to see when the volume buttons go. Yeah, which I don't know. I I kind of do like those because it's tactile and you just like. You well, know. I know, you know, with uh, the the way how Android and iOS do it, you know, on screen adjusting of your yeah. volume is. It's annoying. Like I, I don't like any kind of where you have to like adjust something on a touch screen because you can't see, or you know, you can't like look away and just do it. Yeah, yeah. Like I imagine, like I know whenever I'm flying a drone, like a parrot drone or anything mm-hmm. like that, flying with your actual smartphone is really, really annoying. I much prefer an actual. Yeah, uh, it's hard. Controller. It's hard because there's no tactile feedback. It's all just visual based. Yeah. And, and, you know, you don't know if you're actually hitting it. Exactly. Um, and it's actually a big trend in cars as well. The new navigation systems are mm. getting rid of their buttons. And I find that to be a bit, especially when driving. I'm pretty sure I said this in a previous episode, um, that it's it's a bit scary when you're trying to change volume. Mm. And you can't feel it. So you got to look. Same situation here, but uh, obviously less dangerous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of new features that would um, be very welcomed in the Android world. Um, and a new navigation bar, so that allows you to very easily and quickly change uh, applications and multitask better than ever. And yeah, so another thing that they've done is they've improved how Android will manage your battery life. So it will recognize like how long you use an app and it will close them when it thinks when it thinks you don't actually need to use it anymore. Yeah, which is it'll be interesting to to see how it judges that. I mean obviously it'll just look at how much you use yeah. for example Facebook and you're like, okay, this guy is like 
crazy addicted to Facebook. So let's keep that running. <laughs> and all the other apps will just slow it down. Yeah. Um, and another, so another thing they're also going to be doing is they've actually got um, augmented Google Maps. So you can actually see, oh, okay, turn left Ooh. on you know, this street. That'll be really cool. Although I think it's going to be a bit of a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, can you honestly see see yourself walking around, you know, saying, okay, where do I go? Do I go left? No. Do I go right? Okay, go right. I'd like to say no, but I also can say yes, because the amount of people taking selfies on the streets <laughs> these days, they're always holding their phones up. <laughs> yeah. So I tell you where this would be more useful. Hmm? In a car. Yeah. I want to see this in a car. Yeah, absolutely. That will definitely help. And mm. it would, especially because you're, if, you know what I really would hope for cars in the future is if it's implemented in the windscreen. Yeah, like, that's that would what I mean. be really cool. Like, you always see it in a movie. Yeah. And I think, I think we're not that far from it. Actually, I'm pretty sure in the new, um, in the new Mazdas with a little heads up display um, from their navigation, it actually shows like a little arrow. I mean, it's just the tiny arrow, so it's a bit hard to tell, but yeah. I know Google has been, no, was it, was it Google? It was Intel. Intel? Intel have made their own um, Google, or their own eye, their own glasses, pretty much. Oh, oh yes, yes. To That's the right. um, Google uh, Google Glass, but it's it's more like what we were just talking about, having it going a much smaller display. And yeah. going onto the, onto the lens. Yeah, okay, right. And, um, yeah, I mean, it'll actually be... I'm, I'm keen to see where stuff goes in terms of wearables. Mm. Um, like, we've obviously had the smartwatch, which yeah. pretty much everyone has now. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes up next. Yeah. But, um, yeah, back to Android P, the brand new operating system. Um, this is something that I personally would like to have because I know that I'm, like, Always. Well, not always. When mm. I'm on my phone, it's hard to put down. Like, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got a new wind down mode, um, which basically allows you to analyze your activity on your phone, um, seeing how much time you're spending on each app, and if you uh, <laughs> if you want to improve. Because I'm pretty sure Facebook is very, 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 very up there. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of time same. usage. <laughs> so um. Yeah, this is a new um, a new feature that will be implemented and all under the name of uh, a digital well-being, mm. which you all could do some use. Um, yeah, a, a little data, a, a digital cleanse. Yeah, digital cleanse. You know, when you, when you dream of going to that island getaway and you say to yourself, no, I am not going to use my phone. I'm going to enjoy the view through Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, basically what you can do is not only can you check out how much time you're on each app, but you can tell your phone to say, okay, I'm using Facebook for three hours a day. Let's make that one. Yeah. And essentially what it would do, it was analyze your activity. Um, and obviously once you're getting close to your usage time that you've set, it'll, um, It'll pretty much silence the app. So any notifications, any alerts or whatever, it'll suppress it. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't distract you. It could even be something good for parents. Yeah. If they're kids. Yeah. Yes, Say, that is know, very you, true. Although it doesn't block, it doesn't block an app. No, no. So it, you can still open it. You can still open it. But I think it would be good to distract the child. Yeah. Because we all love notifications. Well, yeah, because if you see a notification, you're like, oh, okay, let me just check that. And then you spend the next 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Me on the toilet every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like seeing that little red icon on my phone next to Facebook. Yeah. Ooh, what's happening here? (laughs) And uh, off I go into magical digital world. Uh, And one other thing that they've also introduced for Android P is the adaptive brightness. So it will... It'll gauge, so, okay, we do currently have adaptive brightness, so it'll detect, okay, it's a dark room, so we'll turn the brightness down. However, one thing that Android doesn't do is it actually will say, okay, based off what, how you like 
your brightness will set it around that. So you know you may like having it a certain brightness. And yeah, yeah. So um, essentially, like like I'm sure we've all had a time where we've walked into a dark room or a slightly dark room, and our brightness goes down. We're like, oh, it's a bit dark. Yeah. So you bump that up. Um, essentially, what this order is, it'll recognize what you like and adjust it appropriately. Yeah, and um, it's all about catering for ourselves. Yeah, making you think less and using your phone less, and your phone does more to aid you, which I think is I think is cool. Oh gosh, we're becoming lazy, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Still in the digital world, because that's what tech is about. Yeah. Is the Oculus Go. Yes. So we all well, we all know what the, the Oculus Rift is. Well, so, at least I hope you do. Yeah. So Oculus is now, was it, yeah, Oculus has now created something that's just a little bit more accessible. A little bit more portable. Yes. Because, you know, not everyone has, you know, a, a good, gra- just over a grand pretty much to... To buy something like that. Yeah, so Oculus has gone down the portable route and um, they uh, basically it's a, a standalone. So yeah. a, a self-contained, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's all in a nice little self-contained um, package, which is, which is pretty awesome as, uh, as I'm sure if you've seen people, if you don't have one yourself, you've seen people use um, different sort of VR headsets. They always have those like, Two HDMI cables coming out, yeah, and the sensors that you got to put in the room, yeah, like it, it gets a bit much sometimes, but it's yeah. necessary for those to work. But you know, it'll be good to have something that's a bit better than just your phone. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, this doesn't have the actual room trackers. No, so it'll just be purely based off um, the sensors. Sensors, yes, uh, yes, uh, yeah. It's it's a nice little small little package. Yeah, it's not too bulky. It's like if you've ever used one of the Samsung, what was it called? The um Samsung Gear three sixty or whatever it was. Yeah, the yeah Samsung Gear, Gear VR. Gear VR. Well, yeah. If you ever if you've ever used that, it's probably about the same size as that from what I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. Watching. Uh... Watching a video now of someone have it on his head, it, it actually looks really comfortable as well. Yeah, that strap. Like, looks... You can see a lot of a lot of foam, which I think is very good. Yeah, because particularly, I think one of the big problems with VR is that you know you can you're going to be having it on your head for a really long time, so you want to make sure that it's comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it like I've I I only recently just tried a um an Oculus actually. Oh. And uh, whoa, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty cool. it is. Um, yeah, I, it it does get a bit, you know, a bit. It gives you a neck workout. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like identical to wearing a uh, motorcycle helmet, actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, the one one big thing which I do like about the Oculus Go mm-hmm. is the price. Yeah, I think that's what everyone really likes about this. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be. $199 US, so that's about 299 Australian, which, you know, I think is a lot better than spending, you know, a good, pretty much a grand. Yeah, yeah. Plus the computer. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. It also, like, um, what sort of games it can run or what sort of content it can run. Yeah. Because being a self-contained system, it wouldn't be obviously as powerful as a full Oculus Rift. Mm. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be more pow- powerful than just using your phone. You'd hope so. Well, uh, because it's not doing anything other than, so they mean, it means they can, they've got extra space. Yeah, that's true, because the phone obviously has a camera and a cellular, yeah. Wi-Fi, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the only things that it has to worry about is, you know, the, the two screens pretty much. Mm. There's no sound, and it's got two controllers. Two controllers, yeah, so it's like your... So it's, it's a portable version of the, of the Rift. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. um, screen, yeah, so specification-wise, we're looking at a 5.5-inch uh, screen with a resolution of 2560 by 1440. So, obviously not, I mean, that's pretty, it's a pretty standard uh, sort of res- resolution for VR these days. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty good enough for 
just casual casual gaming, casual viewing. The only problem I think is going to be battery life. Yeah. So according to what I'm reading at the moment, which is a CNET uh, article, um, they're saying that the big problem with the device is the battery life, having only a two-hour battery life. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's... I mean, which I think is probably more than enough yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think you'd be using it for more than no, no, more than two hours at a time. Oh, no, no, least, you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're going to be using it for more than two hours at a time, you'd be like probably get, at home. Yeah, you can charge it anyway. Yeah, and I think even then, if you're going to be using it more more than two hours at a time, you probably want to be doing something like a like an HTC Vive. Gmail. So they've kind of just redesigned the Gmail format a bit. Yeah. And, you know, they've got a whole lot of things over on the right-hand side of... Oh, this is all on the, on the desktop version. Well, I have not been on that for a long time. Yeah. All through the phone. <laughs> so you can now see uh, any of your Google Keep, so the, like, notes. Oh. You can see that there on your desktop. Nice, nice. Along with any calendar or reminders that you've got for the day, which is, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's only one location. It, it? Yeah. It'll Before be that, you'd have to like switch into a different page, which is annoying. But I think one of the really cool things that they've announced with this is, and it's not available at the moment, at least not for everyone. I know I don't have, a va- have access to it, but you can actually set it so emails will self-destruct or expire after a certain amount of time. So you can, there's something that's set by you. Oh, how long I've been waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that would be better on, you know, message messages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that'd be handy. I wonder what sort of, what sort of uses. Yeah. Well, it could be, it could be something like, you know, if you've got more for business, I reckon. It'll probably be interesting to see how um, a, like, for example, a company that, um, often sends out email to their subscribers. Yeah. For like, I don't know, say there's like a Easter special going on. If they will set it to expire when, well, obviously when Easter's over. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That'll be a welcoming feature. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really, we're really seeing the word artificial intelligence a lot. Yeah. Particularly with Google. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Google doesn't go more than three words with yeah, yep. AI. <laughs> and um. I guessing I'm guessing they're also impl- implementing that into Gmail as well. So yeah, it I mean it's it's nothing like ooh creepy. It's just it's just a nice way to keep things organized and seeing what's important first. So as we've mentioned in previous episodes, I th- one of the big problems with our phones, with our data with phones, is you know we don't have enough no. of it. And getting more it is, is expensive. So what companies have started doing, which I'm, I, I'm really happy about, and we did, know, we did mention it before in a previous episode, how Optus was for, I think, about a week, yeah. if I remember correctly. They had an unlimited broadband, uh, mobile broadband yep. plan. But now pretty yeah, much everyone's so doing it. Everyone's hopping on the bandwagon because we all need more data. Um, and it, yeah. it's really inevitable. I mean, just take a look at all the popular apps now the things that they can do it's it's chewing up a mm. lot more data like i remember yeah. back in back in 2014 when i was on 2.2 gigs and i was using probably max 1.5 gigs 1.5 gigs probably last me about two days now <laughs> um, yeah so more more telephone companies are releasing their new unlimited data plan well yeah unlimited in, in yeah, converted yeah. comments because well, what they're actually doing is, I know Telstra has a new plan, right? And so it's $69 a month and they're giving you unlimited data. But what they actually mean is they're going to be giving you 40 gigs of full speed uh, data a month and then unlimited throttled internet. Yeah, we love that word. Yeah, but I mean, like, honestly, who's going to use 40 gigs? Unless yeah, you ha- like, it is a lot. Mm, yeah, like for someone who doesn't have broadband at home, I guess it may be worth it. I reckon it. it's, I mean, it'll definitely be worth it, especially the speeds that, that um, 4G would give you now. Or even 5G. Even, yeah, which 5G is coming up soon. 
Uh, ooh, keen for that. Uh, we all are. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon, I mean, if you don't have home broadband, it will definitely be something that's, uh, that will be, a, I guess, a somewhat cheaper sort of. Yeah. Well, I know my, um, my aunt, she actually doesn't have home broadband. Okay. So she, you know, watches everything. Like, you know, she's, she's really into f- streaming her football. Right, right. So, yeah, having unlimited mm. data, I'm sure, would be definitely helpful. Because I, I think she spends, you know, upwards of almost $100. Wow. Because, you know, she also gets her phone on a plan. So, you know, having unlimited data would definitely make it a lot cheaper. Yeah, that would definitely help in those areas. So mm. I, I'm sure it'll be definitely, it'll definitely be welcomed into the, the wireless world. And heck, with the upload speeds I'm getting, if I were ever to get on this plan, I just hotspot <laughs> upload my videos and photos <laughs> yeah. to there and uh, take no time to do that. Ooh. Yeah. Discussion time. So I remember reading something. Um, there was a, not that important, but there was, a, there was this talk in Brisbane where the guy was talking about how there are five generations currently in the workforce. And you know what? That got me thinking, Andrew, what kind of jobs will be available in the future? And, you know, like, you know, cause like think back when the first generation were started working, there are jobs that were never conceived mm. back then that we've got now. So like, you know, what kind of jobs? Yeah, are no, that's future? actually a very interesting topic because we've seen, I mean, up to the current date, um, or perhaps perhaps a few years ago, that's probably when we've reached our peak in yeah. terms of the different type of jobs there are. Um, and yeah, like you said back then, there, I mean, there's jobs that would have nowhere near existed Yeah, and like have no purpose for. Like imagine, you know, back then them thinking, oh, we need someone to like make a website. Yeah, yeah. That Web would develop- be... developers in general, artificial intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those. Um, yeah, so... I don't know the future. I mean, the past couple of years we've been seeing like on the news, especially there's been heaps of stories of people losing their jobs due to um, everything being replaced by robots. Um, the car industry for one, that's a big yeah. one with robots. But so it's just 80% robots that are building cars now instead of yeah. uh, manual labor. Um, and I think, I think it's going to continue. I think a lot of things is going to be more, more controlled perhaps by a, a digital yeah. interface um, with the rise of artificial intelligence. Yeah. I reckon that's going to, that's going to kick off some things. Um, I mean, yeah, just, just going back on Google duplex, like a lot of uh, retail places rely on customer service for their, for their basis of, of sales. And if if Google Duplex turns out to be this good at mimicking a human, surely people are just going to start in implementing that to... Yeah, even on the the stores side. Yeah. like, Do just, we need to have anyone, you know, any customer service stuff anymore? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just be a computer talking yeah, to us. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I see that in McDonald's very strongly. Like mm. the past, what, two, three years, they've... They've been rolling out those uh, self-serve kiosks where you order your stuff from. Um, imagine oh. that just talking to you. <laughs> like, yeah. as a human. I mean, probably not because, I mean, no one likes talking to anyone these days. They just want to press buttons. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. I think it will be, it'll stay steady in terms of how many jobs there are versus how many yeah, automated yeah. jobs there are. But there are a lot of things would start to shift over. Yeah. And I think, I think actual human jobs would, would probably start to decrease. That, well, that, what do you think? Yeah. Well, that makes me kind of start thinking about like, w- there should be some sort of regulation in terms of how much we actually want computers yeah. and artificial intelligence, robots and everything taking over. Yeah. That's, wow, that's quite a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how are we going to make our money? Yeah, that's a big one. That like, is a very big one. You know, so you know, you always seen like Star Trek and all that kind of thing, where it's like you know, you know we're we're just sitting back, relaxing. There's no need for money or anything like that. But, uh, but let's be honest, that's not going to happen for <laughs> quite a long time. I reckon this is so, a real world. <laughs> yeah, where the world runs on money. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's it's a reality. So, what are, like, 
how are we going to survive mm. if the majority of our jobs are being taken up by, you know, robots? Yeah. And I mean, amongst young people these days, like the majority of young people, like uh, first first jobs are mm. is always in retail. Yeah. At, like I'd say a good 90% are just yeah. in retail. Like Like being, I imagine being a business owner, saving money is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not hiring someone and hiring a robot that speaks like someone, if not better than some people, could be a huge... It's going to be very appealing. Yeah, it could be a huge beneficiary item for them. Um, but obviously that means you're, you're sacrificing a human in terms of jobs. So it'll be, yeah, no, it's, a, it's quite a big topic, actually. It's scary, isn't it? It is. It really is. Huh. Who knows what the future holds, as they say. Elon Musk, save us. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes, he's on the AI train as well. Actually, talking about uh, Elon Musk, a quick little little side note. Uh, I just uh, saw on his Instagram, the, the Boring Company, which is a very exciting one, is um, almost, they've just finished digging the tunnel under LA. Mm. And um, apparently he's going to start accepting free public rides soon. Boring. It's it's a tunneling company that he's building. Uh, I th- think it's for the Hyperloop. Oh, okay. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not too certain. It's either for the Hyperloop or it's just like a an underground, like a general tunnel, like a transport system. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's leading up to the to a Hyperloop. Um, I'll have to check my facts on that. But <laughs> yeah. Um, on his Instagram page, he posted, I think this morning, posted a, a video, like a little time lapse of a, a little machine going through. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Elon Musk, keep, do- keep doing you. So, yes, as we've been talking about for the past, well, every single episode pretty much, <laughs> we've been asking, you know, you guys, the listeners, to give us your questions. And, you know, we've been searching through and I think we've found 10 questions yeah. that we can give people. Yeah. And, 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 they, and they're good. They're yeah, good, they're good helpful questions. questions. You know, they're nothing dumb. Like, we didn't want to get anything too dumb. No <laughs> offense to people. Oh, that's why my question didn't go through, did it? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, you know, we want something that can kind of appeal to everyone. Yeah, Absolutely. So the first question is, how do I keep my laptop's battery from dying and, you know, keeping it in, it in good health? Which is a very, very important. And actually, this applies to all electronics with batteries. Yeah. Um, like, you know, particularly phones, because that's the device that most people are using. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the latest controversy about the Apple phones. Yeah. I, I think it's a very misunderstood uh, area. I think, you know, the, probably the best way to do it is, one, ensuring that when you're charging your phone... Try and only charge it like once a day, yeah. I think. So, you know, going all the way down. Like Obviously, if you need to charge it a second time, do it. Because, you know, obviously, you know, you may be busy throughout the entire day and night. So, charge it, but try and charge it only yeah. once. So, make sure it goes all the way down to, you know, like 10% or whatever before charging yeah. it. And also, trying not to charge it overnight. I know that's what they say and it doesn't always seem that logical, but... It can help. Yeah, so I guess a big thing to touch on is the type of batteries that are in the, these devices. Um, mm. The type of batteries is a, a lithium-ion battery, which is mm. a very long-lasting battery for, for its size. And there's an issue with it, though. Um, its life lifespan is great, but only when you take care of it. Yeah. So, yeah, like Harry was saying, it's the best practice to charge it to full and bring it down because these batteries have something called what's called uh, a battery memory per se. Your batteries can remember what happened when you they were remember charging. everything. They're very they're, smart. Yeah, batteries. they're very smart. They're like an elephant. So the way essentially it works is, or like just the nature of the battery is, saying you charge it 100%, then you bring it down to 50% and you charge it back to 100% again. The more times you do this, the more the battery would, would stop. I guess think is the bad word, but like sort of change its sort of chemistry almost to be, okay, 50% is dead. Mm. 50% is when I should stop working. Yeah. So therefore I'm going to get charged again 50% and go to hundred, which is why when a, when a phone starts to, to age, the battery percentage on your screen would be like 
40% and suddenly drop down to three. Yeah. Because it'll think, hang on, I'm supposed to die now. So let's drop, let's make the operating system think I'm almost empty. Therefore, I need to charge it again. Mm. So a good practice I've been doing, and it actually seems to have helped, is at least, at the very least, if your schedule is hectic and not charging it overnight, not leaving, blah, 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 all that um, is not working for you, run it down until it dies at least once a month. I mean, I'm doing that pretty much every day, which is, yeah. it's been working out yeah, for me. exactly. And I think another thing that you can also do is don't use your phone and leave it on the charge all the time. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Because these type of batteries love electrons moving in and out of them in a nice flow. Yeah, so that was a very good question. Um, I'm sure I'm, we do hope that that has helped others out there. On to the second question. What do, you know, Trojans, viruses and other malware actually do? What do they do? Well, first of all, they don't do, they don't do you any good. Um, no. It's essentially what they are are programs that are designed to either one uh, cause the computer to slow, slow down to like unbearable speeds. Um, take your personal details, such as bank details, personal information uh, along those lines. Um, and as well as... Um, and yeah. sometimes even encrypt your data. Yes, yes. Yes, actually on that, there's... I'm not too sure what the virus is called, but there's one where if you manage to get it, it is, it'll probably make you cry because oh. it'll encrypt all your data and on upon next restart you'll receive a lovely message saying something like your data has been encrypted by blah 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 you must pay us a ransom of yeah often in the uh, four digits um in order to receive a very unique um sort of deciphering code to to uh, to get your data back, which makes me think, like, how would you get that? You know, an IT specialist or some place fix yeah. that kind of thing. I don't, I don't think you can because no. I remember reading up there was for each uh, encryption there was something like millions and millions and millions of possibilities to to get your data back. <laughs> yeah. So you know, physically, that's uh, that, that will be quite a job. Um, yeah, um, and it is malware, which I'm sure most of us has crossed in the past. Yeah, that's one, probably one of the more uh, the more the, common ones. More common ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, when you're browsing the internet and you see some, I don't know, say you're doing something, you're downloading something. Yeah. Who knows what? No one needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and perhaps you accidentally click somewhere, and without you, without your knowledge, something gets downloaded onto your computer. Um, Malwares often come in oh, various forms, hey, all sorts of little things that come come and pop up. Yeah, they don't do your computer any good. They they take all your processing power. They slow your computer down. I actually had one recently. Oh. Yeah, so what happened is that I would turn on my computer and then almost instantly um, my CPU would just throttle all the way up to 100% and it would just make computer, my computer really slow. Gee, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I will admit that it was because I had downloaded something less than legit, but I, I, <laughs> I uninstalled it and then swore I'd never do it again. <laughs> yeah. This, guys, is why you uh, you do trust your hardworking developers. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Exactly, yeah. If you're, going, if you're going to crack and you crack something, uh, you know, you have to take the risk of it maybe having something that may be harmful to your computer. Yeah, so... In, in, I guess, in light of that, um, always backup, especially your important stuff. Yeah. We all hate that word, backup. Oh, I gotta and back up this. <laughs> backing up does not mean putting it onto a different hard drive on your computer. No, no. absolutely not. As I have learned. <laughs> and, and I, and I. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the very best backup is an offline backup. So you copy it onto a hard drive, give it to your best friend, and yeah. vice versa. If your house burns down, or the cloud. Or the cloud, yes. That's actually becoming a lot more popular, I reckon. It is. And actually, it's, it's starting to become quite affordable these days, just in Australia. It sucks because upload speeds mm. are horrible. <laughs> Until the MBN. Until, um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we can hope. Anyway. Um, okay, the next question is, what's wrong with using public Wi-Fi? Oh. What's right with using public yeah. Wi-Fi? When you use public Wi-Fi, it's almost like... 
talking to someone in a very crowded room. You don't know who's listening. Yes. So, you know, if you're... And you know, it's not always encrypted. Or it's uh, public Wi-Fi is... And even, like, even, you know, something like a work Wi-Fi system or a university wi- Wi-Fi sign- uh, system, even that isn't... Even though there's a password, I don't know if it's safe. You never know. Because, you know, there could be anyone doing anything. And so you just want to make sure that if you're on a public Wi-Fi system, use a VPN. Yeah. A VPN would definitely be a a great way to avoid any sort of unnecessary taps. Yeah, (laughs) because you you don't know who, you don't yeah, pretty much you don't know who's watching. You know, they they could be seeing that you're, you know, you're going onto your bank details. They could capture your passwords and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. It's just, just... not very safe. Just just get someone who knows what they're doing. And, um, like, I mean, even someone, like... And it's like, not that hard if, if you know what to do. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Like, already just... I remember once I was in a shopping center in uh, New Zealand. Mm. And I was like, oh, it'll be interesting to see how many devices are on this network. Yeah. Had a... I forget what app it was, but it, it lists all the devices that's on the network. And you see Jeez. all the IP addresses, all the MAC addresses of every single device. That's dangerous. Yeah. And I'm like... I could totally do something with this. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not because I'm not a... You're not, you're not going to break the law. Yeah, because I'm nice. USB. Someone asked, why do I need to eject my USB? The safely eject. Yeah, safely eject before I take it out. Because you might lose what's on your USB pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and I did that uh, last week. <laughs> we all know, um, actually on Windows, it's not so obvious. Yeah. That it, like if you pull out a USB in the Windows, it's like, <laughs> on Mac, however, if you do pull it out, it will come up with a, a little warning saying, oh, your USB was not ejected properly. Yeah, which is, I think, good. Yeah. It's, it's teaching people. It is, yeah. So last, well, actually a couple of days ago, I was in Melbourne yeah. and um, taking my photos and videos and whatnot. And I, because I have the new MacBook, uh, <laughs> uh, obviously I have to have a adapter for the USB-C port to SD card mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure USB-C will catch on <laughs> Oh, it's, it's getting there It's anyway, getting there, it's anyway. getting there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, I had my SD card in the adapter And without even thinking, I was like tired as you know, end of a long day Just pulled it out and it came up with a message Not ejected properly I'm like, oh, oh well, that nah, should be fine it always, should, should always be fine Put it in my uh, trusty Sony, Sony camera, and oh, no. it said could not find <gasps> database. Oh no! And I'm like, oh, <laughs> do not tell me that it's uh, gone. Did you lose uh, anything? Thankfully not, because I. Well, the reason why I was in my laptop was I was transferring. You transferring to, everything over, yeah, yeah, to an external hard drive, um, which I unplugged beforehand <laughs> and ejected. <laughs> so. Uh, how does that happen? Well, essentially, um, say you're copying files to your USB. It'll it'll copy over and perhaps it might say it's, it's finished copying over the files that it need. But that doesn't mean that your computer isn't still talking to your USB yeah. or SD card or whatever. It may be doing you know, processes in the background. Yeah. And um, if those processes are, are interrupted immediately... Um, it, then it could render your whole USB useless and yeah. just get corrupted, which in my case it happened because I put the SD card back in and nothing was there. Yeah, <laughs> that made my heart drop. So you know, pretty much, yes, it will mean another you know, a couple of extra seconds to the ejection pro- process, but those few extra second seconds will be the difference between having something possibly, yeah, having having something on your hard drive or USB. Or nothing at all. Or nothing at all, yeah. Because, you know, those USBs, they're very flimsy. You know, they're very, mm. detri- you know, they're temperamental. Anything can happen to, happen to them. Yep. You it's... could flick them and they could break. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely would recommend ejecting, especially if you're a content creator. Do not risk losing your hard work. <laughs> yeah. We actually got this question a fair few times. Oh, too many uh, times. Too many, yeah. <laughs> How can I tell if this email is a spam? Yeah, spam is bad. It is. And it yeah. can be tricky sometimes. It can be very tricky. Uh, well, one thing, one thing I know is, so for example, um, I have in the past used like my um, 
ISP's email that they give us. So, you know, it might be whatever at optusnet.com.au or at Big Pond or whatever. And one thing I've noticed is their spam filtration systems are really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, they're pretty sh. Yeah. So, I, mean, I yep. know this is a bit of a, a plug, but I could honestly recommend Gmail. Yeah. Pretty much use Gmail or, yeah. Just they're Gmail. really good at Gmail's really good. Mm. And I, I really like their, um, just their sorting system. Yeah, Having how they got the primary. The primary, um, you've the got promotions. social, yeah. social. I don't yeah. see any spam emails. Yeah. Like, even though promotionals aren't always spam, you, you know, you don't want to see them all the time. So, ways to tell if it is spam, uh, a simple trick, actually, if, well... If it's not spelt right, it, yeah, it's probably spam. Spelling errors are just straight yeah. up. Like, that, that's a giveaway. And if it's um, too good to be, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, and so there's two tricks that I use: uh, one for being on your phone, one for being on a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, on your phone, I find that a lot of spam emails don't actually use text, um, but instead, like a, almost like a screenshot, like a, a photo. Oh right! Yeah. So what I do is, if I see it, I will hold my finger on it on the text area. If it doesn't highlight the text and it shows up as highlighting the image, mm. I'm like, well, okay, yep, that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> um, sometimes it's not that easy though on phones. There are other ways, um, I guess, uh, just looking at, you know, how sometimes that would be a bit of an informal difference, like the logo is a bit smaller, yeah. not placed right, stuff like that. Um, just small little details that you, you should double check before clicking on anything. Yeah, don't, don't click on anything. Yeah. Particularly if it asks for your email. That's another thing. Yeah. If they're asking for passwords or anything like that. No organization it, does no that. One, yeah, no one will ask for that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, now, if you're on desktop, um, say you're on your email client or on you know, the email website, um, if there's a link that it tells you to click on, like sometimes banks or fake banks would send emails saying, oh, you need to click here to in- enter details, blah, blah, blah. Hover, hover over the actual link and a little, um, uh, what's it called a, a tool oh, tip. Yeah. The tool tip. Yeah. Tool tip little thing will come up. If that address doesn't match what the address is on the email and takes you to like some random place, that is a spam. Yeah. And another thing that they will often suggest is to even just, okay. Say for example, if it's with a bank, if it if if the email says oh you know we need you to do this and that or there's something wrong, go to the you know log, just log into your go into your into your into Chrome or whatever you use yeah and just go directly to yeah don't bother and, clicking on the link at yeah, all yeah don't don't click on the link yeah because you know if there's actually a problem when you log in it'll say there's a problem exactly and or or ring yeah ring or call com- them ring the company they'll say yeah there's a problem or no nah, I think that's a spam then you can tell them mm-hmm. that's it and um. Actually, I just read there was a little news article the other day saying there's phone calls going around. Ooh. Um, that starts off with someone saying, can you hear me? Oh, wow. What they, apparently what they do is if you say yes, they're going to ask again, can you hear me? Like, and, and they do it several times according to uh, people who's, who's got on this call. Basically, what they do is they record your voice and because you're saying yes... Oh, you can, you know, you can use those recordings and, uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Just even imagine get, going back to those phone calls, like mm. getting enough of your voice to be able to then recreate it. Yeah. I was thinking like when I was reading, I thought that was the case and, um, Google duplex. <laughs> I know I, this is going slightly into Adobe news, but I know the Adobe have been doing a lot of testing with that kind of stuff with. Yes. Audition. Yes, that's right. Yep. It's, like, it's, you know, all you'd need is 42 minutes worth of that person's voice and, and you've, bam. Then bam, you, you can, can get them to say anything you want. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Spread the rumors, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine, I could do anything with this podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even need to be here. <laughs> want to make a story about your ex that will entertain <laughs> your friends for years? <laughs> <laughs> Use audition. Uh, uh, all right, next question. Why are cables so expensive? So bloody expensive. They are, aren't they? Oh gosh. 
eBay is my friend on there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what you pay for. Yeah, you do. The thing is, is it's just, it's to do with the connectors pretty much. So it may be, you know, they're using slightly more conductive materials because, you know, that's how computer systems work nowadays. It's all to do with electricity. Yeah, and I I guess, I mean, if it's it's kind of directly relatable, like as in in the way of thinking uh, with car tires. <laughs> yeah. Many people are like, oh, it's just a piece of rubber and just buy some cheap stuff. But it's the driving force behind everything. Like it's what keeps you on the road. It's what keeps you, what breaks. Yeah. What keeps you going. <laughs> um, yeah. Just like cables. It's what connects all your devices to each other. It's, it's, uh, it's inside a computer. It's what, yeah, it's like your hard drive to your motherboard and CPU, everything. So buying good quality stuff is important. Yeah. But then at the same time, expensive doesn't always mean good. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember um, Linus Tech Tips, he, he reviewed a $1,000 uh, HDMI cable and there was no real difference between yeah. that and like a $40 cable. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's just being looking at it, at all the cables you can buy and finding that something that you feel comfortable spending you know, yeah. On you know, spending an amount on versus what you want yeah. to be able to get. Like I know HDMI cables that support 4K, they're you know a little more expensive because mm. you know, obviously you, you you're getting all that 4K goodness. And yeah. particularly when 8K comes out, there'll be a new type of cable. All right. Now talking about routers, someone has asked, why do I need to keep uh, to keep resetting my router? Um, yeah. I must say I've I mean I've had to reset my my router a couple of times, but not not to the point where I'm like, oh I'm getting sick of this. <laughs> but um there are a couple of reasons as to why. Um some are I mean to do with hardware. Like a lot of I know a few people who have fairly old uh routers. Yeah. And they're always in, you know, like tiny little spaces inside a cupboard or whatnot. Uh, and those things produce heat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not not like just a little bit warm to the touch. Sometimes they actually get pretty pretty darn warm. Mm. Um, and heat heat always degrades things. So it could just be you know a simple thing as a chip overheating, and it just refused to work by resetting it by letting it just give it a bit of time to cool down. Uh, can can always help. And uh, actually, another note that. You, if that is happening for you, you should probably find a different place for it. Uh, sometimes, though, it's, well, simply that your ISP is having issues. Yeah, I know whenever it rains or s- some sort of problem in the area, you know, you, it may just require a quick little reset and it's yeah. sort of fixed. Yeah. Oh, electronics are weird. Mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. A controversial one. Someone's asked. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there. Will I get caught if I download a movie on BitTorrent? Well, they always say yes, don't they? Yeah. And it's it's definitely a big possibility. It definitely is. Always is. Um, well, because think about it. Um, your ISP knows exactly what you're doing. At every second of yeah. the day. Well, you know, because they get all the, all the, you know, all your traffic goes through them. So they know what's happening, when it's happening. And, and yeah, yeah, all they need to do is add a filter to yeah. to pick out all the bad stuff. And uh, yeah, so yeah, they oh, that's kind of scary. They yeah. see everything. They do everything. And you know, do. if something happens, you know, if if you get caught up, or you know, if a particular company wants to, or I can't mean not a particular company, but if the police want to, you know, mm. see what you're doing, then they can just go to the ISP and say, hand yeah. over, bring up this this person at this time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Monitoring what you're watching on that uh, R-rated YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's, yes, there's a chance of being caught. Um, it's not low, but it's not high. Yeah. Um, if if you are, I mean, I personally don't exactly support it. Uh, no. Because there's people out there who who put their time and effort into creating things, yeah. Especially like movies, um. So it's 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 worth paying if you do enjoy it. It's worth paying for, but I mean, I guess if you're doing it to to try out a product and you're like, okay, it's cool, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, then you know that's all right. At least you're supporting the people, the creators in the end. Yeah. So 
If you do it, well, that's that's your choice. Um, get, be careful. Yeah, yeah, be careful, but don't do it. No, but be careful. <laughs> and you know, there and there technically are ways that you could mm, go around. Yeah. them knowing, and I not that we are condoning anything, but probably VPNs. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a, it's a popular way to get around it. Yeah, and if you are into that stuff, I'm sure you've heard of. Oh of yeah, that method you must before. have. Yeah. Um, talking about all this, uh, being watched and everything, uh, do I, is it, yeah, someone's asked, do I really need to care about my privacy online? I'll let you take this one. Well, I, th- I think as, you know, as Facebook, the Facebook scandal has shown privacy is a very important issue to a lot of people. And I definitely think that we should be worried about privacy because, mm. you know, people, you know, particularly on Facebook, they're very open. Yeah, very, very, and it's yeah, privacy. And it's, it's you know, depending on your privacy settings on Facebook, you know, a lot of people can have access to it. Almost strangers mm. can have access to your information, which means, you know, it's scary. Identity theft is a big problem. Yeah. And Matt, okay, think about this. I wonder how hard it would be to like go on to like if you went on someone's Facebook page, right? Mm. That you're fr- maybe if you're friends with, who knows? Yeah. And then just getting like all the information you would need, and then doing it, like yeah. going to a company, and be like, oh, you know, you know, so you know, a person that is with Telstra, let's say, yeah, you can be like, oh, my name's then your friend's name, you yeah. know, my birth date of birth is X Y Z, like, it's yeah, it, it, it's yeah. definitely possible. It's definitely possible. Definitely possible. So yes, you do need to, to care about it. Um. Not to the point where you're, like, just freaked out and paranoid every yeah, day. No. <laughs> but um, it's it's definitely worth going back and reviewing, you know, what you've actually shared yeah. out there. What's public, what's not. Um, Facebook, I must give it to them that that they do have a lot of privacy control Yeah, uh, in their settings. There's a lot of things that you can change to, you know, hide or show, make it public. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I know on my profile... Um, I think it. I think it just changed. But uh, they used to have it where no one can add me as a friend. I can only add them as a friend. And that's annoying. It is. It is. But I don't. Know, I don't know about you, actually. But the, a couple of recent, uh, recent couple of months, uh, I've been getting a lot of these friend requests from really like, from like you know like obvious bots. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm just trying to yeah. think. I think it's only happened to me once, and I just ignored it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting like at least. What have you been looking at, Andrew? Oh, nothing. No, <laughs> no my Facebook's just filled with cars and cameras. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, always take precautions on things you do online. Don't yeah. share too much. Yeah, because you don't know who's looking. You, yeah, like, you don't because know. I know that um, businesses a lot, a lot, you know, a lot these days are actually looking at your Facebook pages to see you know what you're posting, mm, mm-hmm. and from there gathering what's relevant and. Make you buy and buy and buy. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really weird way of representing it. But the internet to me is like walking naked through <laughs> the entire city, yeah. but only looking at your destination. Right. There's like millions of people around you looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, what the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you're only focused on that destination. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, your, your crush's Facebook post. That you just love React oh, to give her a hint. <laughs> that is the online world. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Thank you for your questions, guys. That was uh, finally good to get some out there. Yeah. Um, and and they're all questions that I mean get asked all the time, but they're but they get asked all the time for a good reason. Yeah, because you know a lot of people don't know what to do sometimes. Exactly. So. Uh, Yes, this is episode four of the Tech Sphere. Yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done here. Yep. Thank you for listening. Yes, and once again, if you have any more questions, uh, you know, we will definitely want to do this again. So, you know, hit us up. You know the email, thetechsphere.podcast at hopahutmedia.com. And yeah, send us an email. Hit us up. Just say hi if you want to yeah say hi we're more than happy to just chat with you for 20 minutes exactly if you want to shout out if you even want to be on the show yes feel free to contact us yes we would love to get some of the listeners in to talk about stuff yeah 
And you know, while it's not live, we're not radio yet. Yet. Yes. <laughs> Big plans. <laughs> Big plans. Big plans. <laughs> but yeah, no. We'd yeah. like to be able to get someone on and talk about what they do in their lives and all that kind of stuff. That's it. Get in touch. Get in, you know. Get informed. Let's get a community going, guys. Yeah. And gals. So, yes, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. And we hope to see you at the next two. To see you? Well, we can't really see you. No, we, we, <laughs> we hope to feel your presence. Feel your next, presence on the, the online community. Yeah. In the next episode. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, my name is Andrew. And I'm Harry. And this was The Tech Sphere. Goodbye. Bye.